Welcome to Fearlessly Made You. I am your host, Christy Tobias. Joining me today are guests just striving to dominate in their personal and professional lives while answering the question, what does it mean to be fearlessly made? Hello. And welcome to Fearlessly Made You. A little different today, right? So I'm going to sit down in my special chair. Uh, so today what we're going to do is actually kind of walk you through behind the scenes. And it's just going to be a little bit of me, a little bit of the Fearlessly Made You production crew, and really just a lot of it. You to know kind of the work behind it all. And also, I have some fun new updates I'm excited to share with you. But first, in true Fearlessly Made You fashion, we cheers, we toast, we have a glass of wine. In fact, I think we have a bottle of wine waiting for us somewhere. Brie, where you at, girl? <laughs> That's her. There she is. Oh, there she is. So we got Brie behind the scenes always. Thank you for always bringing the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> so, Bring the plants. I know. I mean, do we cheers just with the bottle? We cheers mm. here. Yes, girl. <laughs> Bless it. If you don't have some wine, get some wine right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we really wanted to spend some time today. We, you've had a chance to meet so many of my wonderful guests on Fearlessly Made You. You've even had a chance to meet Brie, yes. um, which has been fantastic. And you've got to know just like a snippet of what Brie and her organization, Social Icon Agency, does behind the scenes. Um, but we kind of wanted to expand that a little more and just have some raw, open, just super vulnerable moments just to talk with you about what's going on. You'll hear some things going on behind the scenes because we just don't care today. Today, we're just going to have a little bit of fun. That's right. That's right. So Brie, um, one of the cool things that I do love as we're getting a little comfortable here is mm -hmm. um, when we're like behind the scenes and we're like kind of playing with things, I think you have this vision and you have all of these things that you see and I love that we can connect on that. Mm -hmm. But what are some of the things like that people don't know that's happening? Like as we're like kind of right here in the oh, space. So I think where I'll start is that we're, um, we're coming up on a whole year since this has started. It's been a year. So we're at a year as of right now. Yes. We're at, it, what I think this is, I think this is going to be our 22nd episode. So we'll see. Yes. Um, yes. But you have gone through a whole year of this transition and change. So we've had four different sets, four different sets. Um, yes. And I think the first one was, at the Sanger, or I'm sorry, the Pensacola Little Theater. It was. Shout out to Sid Williams Heath. Thank you, my friend. So we mm -hmm. did get to do the Pensacola Little Theater. Um, and that actually, so it's funny, a lot of people I don't think connect the dots sometimes, and I have to do a better job at this, of kind of where Fearlessly Made You came from. So as the reminder, it's the book. <laughs> Shameless plug for the book. But we launched, so the book launched February 12th. 2020. Like, so excited. It's, I can't even believe it. And Brie and I were chatting, and we wanted to do more. So Brie and I have been friends for a minute, um, and when we found our connection, we realized, girl, we've, we with Brie's skills and the talent that she has and you'll see travis behind the scenes as well who will show, show yourself travis. show yourself travis <laughs> there he is travis is always back there every now and then though travis will tell you a story and it's magical we may just have him tell you a story today i don't know but travis is one we of those people you wait we'll have a whole other episode to travis but no travis like also like all of this work that you see like with the camera angles mm -hmm. and all that good stuff as i keep moving around and just moving <laughs> boom, <laughs> boom. 
boom, boom. That's like Travis is just a genius behind it. But it's funny because when we first met, it was when we decided not only to do the book launch. So I did like a physical book launch in Pensacola, Mm -hmm. but we also did a big virtual book launch. Um, And so that was really the first time that we kind of did a big event. And then that same day, we decided to film the first four episodes of Fearlessly Made You, the podcast, as a spinoff of the book. A huge believer of working smarter, not harder. Yes. That was a day. That was a full day. You actually had another virtual event that day you also. Did. You did. Because you, you you and your team at the time were working on another event mm-hmm. at the same time, which was amazing. But it's cool because I think, too, um, so many times I get asked the question, like, how do I start a podcast? Mm. Or how do you do what you do? And I think too many times we tell you, like, you know, just get some great ideas, put in the work. Mm-mm. But we don't actually show you the behind the scenes. And we don't show you, like, kind of the work behind it. Um, and so wanted to do that today, just give you a little snippet and we'll do this. Like we'll, we'll toss in a few episodes that are just these conversations. But what I think is, is so cool too, is with, as Bree had mentioned, as things have evolved, and this is also why I wanted to just like have this raw conversation with you guys, the vision for fearlessly made you has continued to grow. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that's my favorite thing about it is there's always something more and something bigger. So you don't expect that you're going to have a fearlessly made you episode without a little bit of insight. Um, <laughs> there's always something more and something bigger. Right. And I think sometimes we get caught up in ourselves or caught up in trying to do it that we forget about just kind of living and being in it. Right. And I feel like a lot of this like organically kind of started to take place as, you know, the first four episodes were at Pensacola Little Theater, very true to podcast form, like a table conversation. Um, and then we really, really went true podcast, um, at your house, which was so much fun. Um, we had a lot of wine, um, at your house. Well, and I think, I think the, it is podcast form, but it's really important to myself and uh, and to Travis. Um, so background about Travis, Travis is a video audio and visual engineer. Genius. 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 (laughs) So I think, I think the biggest thing for, for us is that there's a quality that exists. Yeah. Um, and there's also almost an unreasonable standard of expectation that Travis and I both have for what this looks like for you and for us. And so, um, I have this classic trait where, we have an idea of exactly what we want. And then when Travis gets there, I go, can I have more? Yes. Yeah, literally. It's so true. And that was literally this. So it was cool. Um, one of the things, so y'all will see, like, as you're kind of looking around and, you know, again, purposely very comfortable. I really want to just lie on this rug, to be really honest with you. This rug is magical. It's the best thing that's ever happened in my life. But as you look around, like, there is a purposefulness. Like we made the purposeful choice to make this look homey and like a television show. Some of you may know uh, this person that I'm going to mention, um, Oprah. Uh, and so, <laughs> who that? Who that? <laughs> who that girl? Uh, hey girl. Hey girl. Shout out. Oprah, you see me? I see you. <laughs> the time has come. <laughs> but that has been the true long-term vision. And it's not Oprah. You know, I think Oprah shaped the way it's especially for black women mm-hmm. to really envision themselves in a place where people told them no, because Oprah was told no, mm-hmm. Oprah was fired from, um, you know, her first like job where she was really in front of the camera and took it upon herself to continue to grow. Um, and we're not talking about Oprah's story today, mm-hmm. but we are using that as the, the pathway of, I want other people to see that this is something you can achieve. And it's not just being in front of the camera. It's 
the conversation, the ability to just kind of think differently um, and, and not really know what's going to happen or where it's going to come from. And let's be real honest and get down the nitty gritty too. Like that's the work behind this. But that's also like, people are like, doesn't it cost money? It does cost money. <laughs> <laughs> Time is valuable. Time is valuable. And like one thing, and Brie and I were talking about this, she's like, do people actually like know what you do like outside of the podcast? It's like the podcast, like fearlessly made you is my dream and my vision. Um, it is not my primary job <laughs> at all. This is like, so when you think about like you spend, you know, 80% of your day doing this, 20% of your day doing this, I spend like 98% of my day in my corporate job mm -hmm. and then tack on wherever we find the extra 20%. And that's where <laughs> this comes in. Yep. So there is, there is work. And I think sometimes, especially now, we live in this place of like, we must have instant gratification or you must see the vision or we must be an influencer and all that stuff and not saying anything negative about that. But you know, I had, if you've been following the podcast as you should be, um, we had Kate, um, Waldo on earlier and she had mentioned that she had to kind of like quit her job and go stay with her parents and refigure out everything. Mm -hmm. Um, and she's made a name for herself in her organizing business. And some people may consider her an influencer, but it's more than that. Like there's a conversation around the work and the the struggle that you have to go through to do that. You know, the same here is I, um, I have a corporate job. Um, I'm a corporate consultant um, and executive or whatever you want to call it. I basically guide organizations on how to move through massive changes and massive implementations. Um, and these aren't easy things. You know, I spend a lot of time guiding people on how can I ensure that it's not just about me, but it's about my teams. And it's about the work that has to be done to cascade things that are going to be really difficult for people to grasp. But there's that adoption and that engagement that you have to connect with people on. That's a lot of what I do in my corporate job on top of um, back in the day in this. So I've been in this corporate business um, for over eight years now. I used to write code very briefly. Like code is a strong word for it. I did financial implementation. I did not enjoy it. Like those of you that are watching that know me and that know that background, it was terrible for me. Um, I am not a numbers person. I'm not a person that sits still and like writes a lot of different, you know, Excel value formulas and all that stuff. Um, but I learned how, and I actually had come from a background of understanding how to do that because I knew that there was bigger opportunities. And so all of that to say, I spend most of my time working in the in a corporate America field where there aren't a lot of black women. Um, and I do that on purpose because I love it, but also it's a pathway. So we talked about Oprah before, it's a pathway. I'm showing other people that there's a pathway and this is also a pathway. And I know there's such beauty that's coming out of this, but I think Brie too, like we were talking about your story, it's just important for us to really kind of dive into what you're seeing isn't easy. There's a lot of work behind it. So production is my full-time job, mm -hmm. <laughs> which is why this works so well. <laughs> <laughs> it really so, is. What so. I'm not doing, <laughs> Bree is doing. <laughs> well, and it's a, it's a team effort, yeah. right? So yeah. um, I sit with, with Christy in the visionary portion of it and we discuss what we think we would like and, and, and then we relay that to Travis and Travis kind of builds the set. He builds out what it's going to look like and then the other part, right? The magic, this point. Yeah. This plant is real. Thank you. It is a real plant. I nurture it. Just like this one is real. <laughs> we have so, not been drinking all day. You don't even know what time of day it is. What? Who are we? Where are we? Moving on. You'll never know. You'll never know. Uh -uh. 
Mm. But yeah, there is a, a set build too. Like everything here, and you talk more about it for sure. Like there was an entire day that went into it, like you were saying, just to pull all of this up. There's a day before this, and then today is an entire day. We film multiple episodes in a day. So there yes. are some podcast studios, um, or I should say podcasters, that will film kind of every week. Mm-mm. With the whole conversation that I was saying earlier, you know, I have a, a corporate full-time job where I can't film that frequently, Mm-mm. nor would I want to, but also Bree's full-time job would never allow her to be able to do that. Like this was a little bit of our, our vision together, coming together and doing something a little new and fresh. Yes. And so we're, we're both kind of hanging out on a limb. <laughs> well, and I think if you're going to get into podcasts, yeah. you get so much better to what people call bulk, yes. bulk posts. So, you know, we film six episodes. We, and you, I, you do a great job of, um, you know, writing something about the episode in a sheet that we have really meticulously planned. We get to make it fancy. Yes. And so <laughs> about planning ahead, filming six episodes, making sure that we get all that. Uh, Travis edits all that. Travis! And then, <laughs> and then after he edits everything, um, we go into copy editing. And then there's the graphics and scheduling. So it's a there's like a specific system that we build to make sure that that happens in the right way. Um, but it's a system that works for us. Yeah. Now it took some, you know, feeling out. And I think that because you're in a corporate job, it's easy for you to get those things done yep. because the, the key to something like this is consistency. Yes. Cause yes. I, I, okay, let's, let's get some truth out here. In all honesty, I started a podcast over COVID. It was called, uh, the swivel. Oh, oh, the that's swivel. a different one. Um, I filmed one episode and then never filmed it again. <laughs> what was the sw- What were you swiveling? What was she swiveling? <laughs> it was kind of like on a, a, a coin of the pivot, but we didn't oh. like the word pivot. So we did the swivel and it was a beautiful episode, but because there just wasn't enough time and I had so much other things going on, it, I didn't stay consistent with it. That's fair. So there's, there's a, if you're going to plan something, consistent. plan it ahead of time with six episodes. Cause I think I started started with the idea of I'm going to have one and then I'll do one every month and but it didn't work that way so sometimes you just have to plan ahead of let's get at least four to six filmed we're getting low keep going four to six filmed (laughs) and then get that scheduled and bulk scheduled but no that makes sense but it's also um ignore the splashing (laughs) (laughs) I promise this this is one it's the first class of the day Evening. Afternoon. It's <laughs> I don't even know. It's a time right now and there's a one in it, but we don't know which. We don't know. Also, <laughs> in France, this would be my breakfast wine. So You just told on this. I know I did just tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I could Travis, tell us what it's been like for you working with us. Yes. He loves it. Oh, you ladies wanted a uh, time check. It's uh ten fifteen. Oh, oh. fifteen minutes. Yeah, we're doing good. We're doing great. Yeah. Has it been fifteen minutes or has it been seven minutes? <laughs> You're just gonna tell us when there's five I mean, minutes left. How fast do you think you've gone through a glass of wine? I don't know. I'm scared to know. These are not things we need to know. No, we're just gonna let it be. We're gonna let it live its best life. Uh, what? And I do want Travis. I want you to share like a lot more about like what you see and, and what you feel. But it's it's funny because the other part of the podcast is we we have kind of a time limit that we look at just because people we could talk for hours, right? Mm-hmm. But we want to make sure that you, as a fearlessly made you crew are getting the best information, having the best time, as you can tell, 
we always want to have a little bit of fun. And so Travis helps support that. What y'all don't see behind the scenes is he's giving me like fingers that are saying, okay, it's been like 15 minutes or mm -hmm. okay, it's been, you've got two minutes left. So I'm always like kind of paying attention because he helps signal me of like, you've been talking too much. Please, sw <laughs> <laughs> Please switch topics. Girl, wrap it up. Ramp it up. <laughs> but Travis, tell us, tell us what it's like for you behind the scenes, living your best life here. <laughs> Don't get all excited all at once. I now. know he's so calm down over there. Excited. Someone here has to be quiet. <laughs> In I want the audience to guess who that needs to be. Me, me. Yeah, we're yeah. We're drinking. Those are what liars are playing. That's <laughs> that right there. No, and uh, now they can see this is the. Uh, the first they got the one. That's one. There we go. That's how that works. <laughs> we make some news. Oh, fun fact too of where we are filming. We are filming in Hellcat Hangar. Yes. Which so. is amazing. Mm -hmm. So if you, you can kind of see, like we talked about, like there's lots of setup, mm -hmm. but what you're not seeing right now, we may or may not, I don't know, pan to it at some point. I don't know. Who knows what mm -hmm. happens? But there's, it's an old hangar mm -hmm. that used used to exist and carry planes or house planes. So cool thing yeah. about the hangar is that it was originally a hangar for airplanes. And then after that, it was turned into a bar called Barrels. Where is that bar now? Right here. <laughs> <laughs> so it used to be called Barrels. And when I talk to people who were in probably like their 60s and 70s, when I talk about the old Barrels bar, they're like, oh, that place was up to no good. <laughs> yes. Uh, we have. So told you there were some new updates, right? We are recreating Barrels bar um, and we are up to no good. Just kidding. That's not, really, <laughs> that's not the update. But it's cool because there's also, um, what is it called? The Army Surplus store. Store? Yes, That's next it's called. Door. So this hanger is, it looks like an aluminum can. It's pretty awesome. And so the military surplus store is called a tin hut. <laughs> it's magical. Right. And it's like, it's so funny because when you're coming here, like it's quote unquote, and I say this with quotes on purpose, mm -hmm. unassuming. Yeah. You're going to check the door. Mm -mm. There's so much happening. Oh, we've got some costumes too. Don't you worry. But it's unassuming because um, you don't really, you can't really tell. Like there's this actual studio in here and then there's actual options in here. Um, and sometimes, and this is literally what we'll do. Like while I'm talking to people, sometimes you'll just put on a little massive helmet because it, it exists there, but it's part of the military surplus store that does exist. Um, but it's, it's cool because it's, we're repurposing local, right? Mm -hmm. And that's the, the other part of it is um, oftentimes people ask me like, why are you in Pensacola? Why do you stay here? So I'm originally from North Carolina. Um, for those of you that don't know, I told you, you're going to get to know a little bit about me. Um, and growing up in North Carolina, I loved it. Of course, I went to undergrad, grad school there, worked there for a while, and then had an opportunity to move for uh, to move into consulting um, with a corporation and move to Pensacola. And I've been here now like almost nine years now that I think about it. And I can't <laughs> Can I be honest? I can't hear a thing. I know you can't hear anything. <laughs> I love that you're like, she's like shaking her head. She's like, oh no. <laughs> your hair still looks great. How is that possible? Oh my gosh. Also things that we've gone through is iterations of hair. Right? Oh yes. Girl. But I digress. And then we'll go back to the hair conversation. But moving to Pensacola, um, 
I had the opportunity to, you know, one of my mentors, and I've mentioned it before on shows, um, Quint uh, has been just amazing mentor and friend to me. But one of the things that we talked about was in Pensacola, you know, there's pockets of representation, but there's not enough representation where we visibly as a black woman, um, as someone, a person of color, mm. see yourself. And I know Brie also has um, conversation around that story as well. Um, see ourselves, uh, in whether it's leadership settings within this community. And so Quinn and I had a, a conversation because I had a chance to move back to North Carolina mm-hmm. and he asked me if I would consider staying in Pensacola to help support, um, uplifting, young voices. And not to say that I am the voice of any person of color or the voice of women or anything like that, but I am a voice. Um, mm-hmm. and I use it a lot. Um, <laughs> well, and I think that there's, yeah. there's a point to that because I think even in some of our conversations, so shameless plug fearlessly made you is on stream. Moco. Check it out. What, um, what was that? She said, <laughs> don't you worry. We're about to tell you more about that. So, but I think something that was happening is we're really selective about where fearlessly made you goes. We really want to make sure wherever it goes, it's an inclusive platform. Yeah. Yeah. And so when Stream Moco approached us, that was a concern of Christie's. And I think what was really interesting to me is that we are automatic because we're in the South, it was an automatic default to, to assume that there may not be inclusivity, but a lot of people at Stream Moco are from Canada or New York or other places. And the inclusivity is almost like, ingrained and baked into their everyday life, which is something we're not used to. Yes. And so, but I've had my own experience with, I mean, I had a, um, a gentleman that I asked to bow dance in, you know, when I was in grade school and I was asked, are you going to take that black boy to, to the dance? And I was like, I, at that age, I was like, I didn't know that that was a problem. Right. You know, and so I think it's really important for us to make sure we keep having that conversation. Yes. You know, of let's call out the people who are having that discussion or making those comments, you know? um, And it's, it's interesting because to that point and kind of going on the stream of co-route, which we'll, we'll talk a little more about. It's the conversation around how do we uh, make a difference and how do we push change? Mm. So as you're watching this, you know, as we mentioned, like we film multiple episodes in a day. Um, So this will be after that, probably a couple weeks after, but um, it's uh, a couple days after Martin Luther King day. Mm -hmm. And so in those conversations, you know, there's always the, I would like to put a post out or, and it's not saying there's anything wrong with you putting a post out, but one of the things that I also do a lot of work around and I know Brie, you absolutely support as well, um, is a culture of inclusion. So I do a lot of work in, in the Pensacola community around that. Um, and then also in my corporate company, I do a lot of work focused on that. Mm-hmm. Um, again, as we said, neither one of us are, are really good at not being outspoken humans. Um, <laughs> so when there's, when there's a problem, uh, I learned very early on on in my life and in my career, if there's a problem, find a solution to it. Mm-hmm. And so you'll notice as well, there's a purposefulness in every single guest that's chosen on Fearlessly Made You. And that's not to like toot our own horn or anything like that. It's saying that there are stories out there. And if you too would like to share your story, <laughs> please call us. Call us, fearlesslymadeyou.com. Uh, you can find <laughs> us on Instagram, Christy Tobias. You can also buy my book. Um, so <laughs> Amazon.com. Amazon.com. But there, there 
there's a purposefulness <laughs> in those stories that are being told. And you'll notice that there is representation across the board. Again, if you followed Fearlessly Made You, we've had everyone from, you know, people of color, you know, women, men, um, people that identify as non-binary, mm-hmm. people that are still trying to figure out what they identify, you know, and it's on purpose mm-hmm. because we don't go into moments that are different from us enough as people. And I think a lot of that fuels, um, and I've grown up in the South, so I'm speaking from my experiences, but I travel a lot for my corporate job pre the COVID. The COVID is still happening, um, but I travel a lot for my corporate job. And so I've been able to go to all, I counted this, I think it's all except for seven states. Mm. Yes, seven of the United States, um, because for some reason they won't send me abroad. Um, <laughs> Damn it. I'm going, I'm going once we clear up some things, but uh, with the COVID. But in those travels, you know, I get the opportunity to be in very large cities and to see so many things. And a lot of people don't get to see that. So what better way than to share these stories through Fearlessly Made You, but also on a larger platform, which is going to the fun announcement. Drum roll, please. Stream Moco. <laughs> Cheers. We did so good on that. I'm so proud of us. <laughs> Travis is you, dying. He's like, why? <laughs> you guys are going to get to meet uh, Thomas Cantley, who is the CEO of Stream Moco. I've had a very long relationship with Thomas. I've known him for years. Um, he is a very interesting individual. Yes. Um, yes. Just He's from Nova Scotia in Canada. And um, we've been like friends for... There. I heard it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, Adding that to the list. In true Canadian fashion, he's like one of the nicest people on the planet. They're so nice. Ryan Reynolds, (laughs) can you hear me? (laughs) That's whenever you say Canada, I just automatically go to Ryan Reynolds. I didn't know he was from Canada. Girl. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with Ryan Reynolds. So he's like a perfect specimen. He's beautiful. Also, Michael B. Jordan, can you hear me? Idris Elba? Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner. <laughs> Y'all, there are a couple people in life I have a random obsession with, and then we're going to go back to Streamoco because we need to dedicate time to Streamoco. <laughs> For the past like year and a half, I've had a very strange obsession with Kevin Costner. Not back in the There's day. There's nothing strange about that. Well, it's the timing because I'm watching like all of the movies from like before I was born or like all the movies that came out in like the 80s and 90s. Mm. Like I just, y'all, do not, I don't care if you judge. I really don't. So, um... <laughs> Mr. Brooks, where he was a serial killer. I feel very connected to that movie. <laughs> That's a whole other episode. We might need to talk about He's that. He's beautiful. Anywho, uh, <laughs> but not from Canada. We're going to circle back around to beautiful humans and the light that they provide, which is Thomas, who is the founder and owner and CEO of Stream You saw what just happened? That was You're a welcome. A <laughs> circle. <laughs> That was a roundabout tag. I did like, so good. This one was a roundabout. It was in there. <laughs> We're in there. That's what she said. Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry. <Wow>. Thomas. <laughs> this is why we do one episode and one person at a time, because it can be a dangerous lane to take. Living our best lives. Everything is fine. Everything is fine. Um, so back to Stream Moco, which again having a great team around you like Brie who has wonderful connections and wonderful people. Um, like she said, when they had the conversation about fearlessly made you being a great mm-hmm. fit, um, that as Brie was saying, you know, making a difference, 
having our voices heard, um, and just being able to showcase Fearlessly Made You on a different platform. So it is a streaming platform, um, streammoco.com. If you follow me on the Instagram, don't you worry, you're about to see all of the StreamMoco information. Mm. By the time this comes out, we will be streaming on StreamMoco. And so Fearlessly Made You, the episodes that you guys have listened to, and if you are one of those few people who have been on YouTube and watched the episodes, you're now going to be able to stream the episodes just like Netflix is a streaming server. So some of you that mm-hmm. are not are trying to figure out what is streaming when you aren't watching cable or local television yeah. and you are on like the Hulu or the Netflix or Toby or Tubi or whatever they're Sling, called, all, all of those stream Moco is like that. So it is a streaming service. Yes. But the best thing about stream Moco. So right yes. now it's web-based, but it is going to be app-based. So stream Moco also, it's like three ninety nine for a subscription Yep. and a third of their, their subscription goes to a charity that they work with. So they yep. have, I think they have five or six charities they work with. Yep. Um, and you get to choose which one it goes to immediately. It goes yep. straight your subscription. It goes uh, a third of it goes to them. So it's something it's called streaming for good. And so Thomas had this big dream. That's who he is. You'll get to meet him. He's a huge streamer. Um, and he's got some really cool people that are working with him. Um, but yeah, it was a, it was a really seamless fit. I think yeah. when he said, Hey, I'm doing this streaming service. I was like, I'm sorry. Can you, can we talk more about this? What are you talking about? <laughs> yes, but it is like, it is a great fit. And it is again, as we were talking about this, it's the big news for us because you know, at the beginning of this conversation, we talked about the vision and, you know, organically seeing how things progress. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, I think one of the things that I've learned in life is when you try and force something, you're going to get the product of forcing it, which is usually not pretty great. It's a bunch of yeah. things pieced together. Not to say that there's anything wrong with piecing things together, but sometimes when you're in a moment where you are just trying to figure it out, step back, step away let yourself kind of organically identify where you see the vision going. Cause the vision may look very different than what you thought. Go for it. I see you. I see Bree's head is turning. Um, like this is the part where we talk about how Jesus is really in control of your life. Girl, faith, faith, faith. So it is, yes. and it is something that anyone that's read my book, mm. anyone that's ever met me, you'll know my faith is very important to me. Yes. Um, and it always has been, and it's all, it looks different too. And I think that's important to say, um, is, everyone's faith has to be your journey. Right. And the thing that I've learned throughout my life is my faith is so dynamic and transient. I was just having this conversation with my e-group um, of girls, Elevation Church. Um, shout out to all you ladies. KCCT, Shayna, all you girls. Sorry, not to just limit, but I love my e-group. You guys are amazing because we all come from different backgrounds and we all have totally different perspectives on life and totally different ways of looking at our faith. But it's still the same, you know, and I identify as what I'll call a follower of Christ or we call that a Christian because that's what the terminology is. Um, but I don't identify as being part of a religion because I don't believe that's how um, Jesus lived his life for me at least. Um, and that's my perspective, right? Everyone has a different perspective. Mm. I think there's, we limit ourselves to the box of what we can and cannot believe. And I found more now than ever, I ask questions. Um, and I've got doubts too about so many things, but I know that my faith is always and my belief is always number one, but question, ask the questions, do the research, think it through. You know, I'm not trying to tell anyone like, well, follow exactly what I'm saying. Absolutely not. Because I make a lot of really great mistakes um, in my life. And I do a lot of really ridiculous things because I'm an imperfect human. And um, if you've watched the episode of my brother, Josh, he said it wonderfully. Um, You can't expect perfection from imperfect people. You're right. 
Josh, you are absolutely right. And you're welcome. Now it's documented just so everybody knows. Documented. <laughs> I, I'm with you. Yeah. There's, um, faith is an absolute stronghold in my life. And um, I don't think that there there's there's a div- divinity of of how Christy and I communicate, how we work together. So uh, fun fact, Christy and I are both Enneagram threes. Do you know what that means? If you do, <laughs> you know what's happening right now. We're you have a lot of concerns about us sitting here together. Probably. Yes. Well, we're both overachievers, uh, but also we both have moments where we overachieve so much that we have what was moments. That, Travis? How many minutes do we have? Yes. Left? <laughs> I didn't catch that. What was that? Two minutes? Two minutes? Oh, we don't need more than that. Travis was saying, <laughs> stop talking. <laughs> I think there are moments where we, we have these, like, um, moments of clarity, or I'm sorry, moments of being overwhelmed. Yes. I think that yes. with being in any games where you get overwhelmed because we are the type of people that puts so much on our plate because we know we can handle it or we think we can think is a great word. So we can, but at the end of the day, you've got almost nothing left to give. Yes. And the first person that you talk to after you give everything that you have is the person who gets the negative, the grunt, they do the, the negative side. And so I Unless think that there's wine involved <laughs> and then it's just like the hay. <laughs> It's really good or much worse. It just depends on also that. But it's so true though. And it's funny to that point. Like there's always, I, I, every time, and I know you get asked this as well. How do you sleep? I don't right now. Like a lot. Oh, I put it, I put a boundary down. Yeah. I had to learn. I think that was the thing is so Brie has her husband and her kids are two Mm. adorable nuggets. (laughs) Different conversation for a different day. (laughs) Um, And it's me and my dog Cooper. Shout out to Cooper. (laughs) What up Coop? What up Coop? Uh, Anyone that's ever met Cooper, the sweetest baby in the world. Um, He's at doggy daycare right now. It's pretty funny. Uh, But because of that, I tricked myself into thinking that, oh, I have all this time in my day to dedicate to all the things. And I did that for a very long time, even uh, when I was in a relationship for an extended period of time, which that's a whole different conversation. But what I had to realize, and that's been a slow, steady roll specifically over the past year mm-hmm. with the book coming out, with releasing the podcast, with still working my corporate job, with trying to grow, you know, the impact and, you know, and with doing a lot of the work that I get to do in the community with, you know, some of the, the personal coaching and things that I get to do with, with small businesses and, and individuals, and especially with kind of inclusivity. And as you hear me talking about that in your head, you're probably like, what in the hell? Like how? There's not a how. That's not sustainable. And I hit multiple breakdown moments specifically, like multiple breakdown moments specifically last year. Um, And I started going back to counseling, trauma counseling specifically, because I realized that there's so much healing that I haven't done within myself. Um, And within that healing has come this need for worth and value. I mean, I told you, I'm gonna be real honest and vulnerable with you. And it's why I wrote Fearlessly Made You is because I have to put all of that out there and be okay with that openness, but also be okay with, I still have a lot of work to do. And so your stop, I love that you have that stop. I'm working on that. Um, but because my, uh, the way that I've been functioning for so long exists, my stop is a slow roll, right? Like I 
don't sleep more than four hours at a time because mm. I've conditioned my body to live that way. That's not, don't do that. <laughs> that's, that's not okay. Like I, I say that like not as a, a brag or a boast. It's not okay. For those of you out there that are like burning the midnight oil and saying, I can handle this. You can't, your body's going to shut down. Your mind is going to shut down and that happened. So I found myself, um, actually perfect example. So every Martin Luther King day, um, and really just, you know, I'm trying to be more purposeful with this, but whenever there's like a day that is very impactful to me, instead of like, for me, I don't enjoy, I'm not a huge parade person. Mm -hmm. Um, cause people are crazy, different <laughs> conversation. Um, but I enjoy having moments where I can reflect, um, and have moments of solitude. And so on Martin Luther King day, I actually turned off all, like I didn't have any electronics on. I didn't have like a TV mm -hmm. on. I played my record player, which I guess is kind of an electronic, but old so school. Fun. Oh my goodness. I, I got <gasps> some records. One of our best nights we played a We played uh, Lizzo's record. Yes. It, oh, Long Hollow. Do you remember that? Yes, we did. Yes, we did. <laughs> yeah. That was a magical night. That's when we were really going, oh yeah, that was fun. Yeah. But it's like, it's those moments mm -hmm. where you can just be at peace with what you need. And I'm not going to lie. It was a little uncomfortable, like not having it's things always around going to me. Be. But it's that consistency, right? Like you said it before, the consistency in being uncomfortable and the consistency in allowing yourself to grow, it's going to make you feel totally off, but it's going to be so much better in the long run. If you can stop and pause and give yourself that peace in those moments to, to reflect. And that's what, why we're doing this episode. You're like, why do we, why are we still listening to them? <laughs> like, that's why we're doing this episode today yeah. is to really allow ourselves the chance to breathe, to share with you a little bit more of our journey and be a little vulnerable about that, yeah. but also to talk about the great things that are happening and to encourage you like, stay tuned, like keep staying engaged and listening in, um, and watching on stream Moco. You're welcome. Yeah. What was that? I said stream Moco stream Moco. I'll mention that there's, there's something I learned recently. Mm -hmm. Um, when you're, when you're in that mode of burning the midnight oil and yeah. you're, you're turning the wheels and, and it feels like you're moving an emotion that is unstoppable. Yeah when you don't take care of your body and you don't listen to your body or you know deep down in your mind that you're having those moments of vulnerability, your nervous system will prey on the most vulnerable parts of oh, you. Oh, that's so true. And so when I learned that and I thought about what's the most vulnerable part of me, it's that insecurity, that imposter syndrome, yep. that you know, people think differently of me than what I envision for myself. And so, and it's always the exhaustion or overwhelming. Yeah. It's not, it's nothing to do. It's just my brain not being able to cope with all that I'm doing to myself. Yep. So it's almost like a self-sabotage. And so I think that if I could mention anything about that, I think really giving yourself the space to set boundaries yeah you know because we are we're fearless in the in the sake of like we're not scared of you know working our asses off but also it you. it you have to give yourself limits or you run into a fiery car crash and you're driving that was intense that escalated quickly uh, <laughs> <laughs> um a lot of self-awareness has happened self in 2021 but it's true <laughs> and so as we shift gears and share 
um, how much we appreciate you guys for, for not just tuning in, but yeah. for being so engaged on this fearlessly made you journey. For those of you that are continuously listening and now watching, um, you are part of the fearlessly made you crew. Um, I so appreciate you. I know Bree, who again, my creative master, um, appreciates you as well. But what, um, actually creative master director is probably the best way to put it. <laughs> Let's use good terminology. Um, but also we always talk about at the end, balance as we've been sharing like that stop and pause, but also favorite wines. Um, and people ask me this, they ask me all the time because I talk about it. It's not really a favorite wine. It's just a wine that was in my wine fridge. Um, but it's delicious. It's a Chardonnay. I oh call my it my God. breakfast wine. As I said, it's got um, a little tricycle. It does because every time, every now and then you need a tricycle. Um, <laughs> it looks just like this one over it does here. Look like this tricycle over here. Are we, does it move? Oh, I don't know why we have a tricycle. <laughs> This is, oh my gosh. So thank you <laughs> for tuning in <laughs> to this episode. <laughs> that is so loud. <laughs> thank you for tuning in to this episode of Fearlessly Made You. We will catch you on the next one. Have a great day. Christy, out. Bree, also out. What is happening? <laughs> See ya. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs>